about you know what what the uh, the reindeers asked for for christmas no brian it's a what hot, did they ask for christmas you know what the hot toy is on the reindeer shopping list this year <laughs> is that is it turbo is, man is that turtle man no no it's actually um a pony sleigh station <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> boys and ghouls to oh, a God. very merry mini-sode of halloween is forever i'm brian i'm meg i'm steve I'm the Hasbro repaint, Steve. <laughs> hey, there's another Steve on this and show. Who that boy is over there? Who that other Steve? We got a guest again for the second week in a row, which is, uh, is uh, as far as I'm concerned, alarming. Uh, first time we've ever had two guests in consecutive weeks. And he's another Steve, for God's sakes. We've got Steve Redzinski, uh, director, actor, uh, raconteur, filmmaker extraordinaire. Uh, and we are going to be talking about his uh, newest flick, which is uh, available on our, our sacred text, uh, our oracle, if you will, Tubi. In the holy tome. The, yeah, the holy tome of Tubi. Uh, and we're going to be talking about his brand new flick that just dropped out there. Horror comedy flick uh, that I had a lot of fun with. Amityville Christmas Vacation. First of all, how the fuck do you not watch a movie with that title? Um, That's kind of my intention. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the man, like I said, the man's a raconteur. He knows how to sell a movie. You put, give him a title like that. I'll watch it. I don't give a shit. Um, it could be just a, a, a YouTube master uh, list of just a bunch of old fucking, you know, McDonald's commercials. But if you title it that, I'm going to fucking watch it. Um, all right. So uh, before we do that, before we get in this old flicky here, we got a couple of things we got to do at the top of the show first of all um if you're new to the show or if you're not new to the show and you're just dumb you're just straight up not bright <laughs> and you haven't followed us on the social medias yet you should probably go over and do that you search halloween is forever you know at halloween is forever on any of those social media outlets things like the instagrams and the twitters and whatnot um Go check us out because we're posting spooky ooky shit all year long. Uh, specifically, a lot of holiday oriented spooky ooky shit, which I am a big proponent of. And I'll say it again. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Christmas is scarier than Halloween. It's got more <laughs> history of spooky shit. It has a right to be scarier than Halloween. I mean, honestly, it's our kind of ghost stories and shit. Yeah. I mean, they're really they're first cousins. If you go back to the, like mm. the pagan roots of festivals this time of year, you know, it's it's, you know, these solstice festivals and stuff. Christmas and 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 Halloween, they're first cousins. Ghost <laughs> stories. The sun disappears. That's yeah. terrifying for a lot of people. <laughs> Everyone <with> gets <laughs> cold and dies like yeah. back in the day. That's how it went. Um and, but not us. We're snuggled up inside. We got our hot cocoa. We got a couple marshmallows floating around on those. Meg's marshmallows are not marshmallows. They are psychedelic mushrooms. But uh, we are sipping at some hot cocoa. Getting ready to talk about some cozy, uh, uh, festive horror laughs and gags here. Uh, all damn December long, guys. Uh, so go ahead and get out there and follow us. Now, um, before we give you a little update on our Secret Satan uh, showdown episode for the upcoming month 
of December. First of all, Yin's got some beers you're drinking, or Meg's taking a little sip of some. I think she's drinking straight up Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> it looks like it for it sure. Does. We got again, and once again, I am recording at work, so mm-hmm. I was looking at our list of Amaros, and I decided to go with Super Punch. You know, the Pittsburgh. I actually totally forgot. I realized like. Pittsburgh for Super Punch is like one of the largest importers of this Amaro. Wait, it's an wait, Italian I, Amaro. I, I'm in the dark here. What is this yeah, called? You lost us. Uh, Super Punch. I'm on board. You've got <laughs> me. Reel a, me in. <laughs> it's a dark Italian, very viscous Amaro that tastes yeah. like bubble gum. Interesting. Oh. But I actually like the description of this where, so this mysterious potion punches quick and coats your tongue with a flavor that tastes like Jägermeister and children's amoxicillin went on a tropical (laughs) vacation together and missed their flights home. I'm on board with this. Who makes this magic bullshit? Um, So let me get the... Some guy named Jerry. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the, you know yeah. the guy Jerry. Uh, I don't know how you would pr- particularly pronounce it. I, someone here could probably correct me, but Janamico. Uh, uh, mm. I don't know how you would say mm. that in like an Italian way, but yeah, Janamico's Janamico. Yeah, Gianamico. gotta hold the fingers up. You gotta go to Gabagoo. Janamico. Uh, um, but yeah. We're the only U.S. city that imports it, and eighty percent really? of it stays in Western New York or Western Pennsylvania. That's fucking strange. I wonder if I so marinated eggs in it, how it would do. That's immediately where my white trash palette goes to is can I put some hard-boiled eggs in it? You probably could, but it'd be yeah. super sweet eggs, and I don't think I would like I would like it if it was like more sour or something, mm, you know, mm-hmm. like a soy sauce. A little soy sauce. All right. Well, soy sauce egg. Look at you. You're fancy as hell. Let's see if we can go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum here. Steve, what are you drinking over there? Hell yeah, it's time to get gross. <laughs> Steve, I think you might actually like this a lot, honestly. I probably would. I probably would. If it tastes like a children's amoxicillin, I was addicted to that as a kid. I had a lot of strep throat. <laughs> Steve, big strep throat guy. Big strep throat kid, up till I had my tonsils out. But yeah. Uh, so last week I had the Schwarzbier by yeah, yeah. Abjuration, which yep. was, you know, that threw you for a loop. You were surprised, Brian. I know, because you're usually drinking gloop-glop <laughs> Zoom Zoom juice. Yeah. So it's not Zoom Zoom, but it is Gloop Glop. Yeah. It's a back to abjuration, though. It's their candied sour version 1.19. Yeah. Which is uh, their banana slushy, banana coconut slushy. <laughs> See, so, you yes. didn't disappoint. You didn't yeah. disappoint me. He's um, back on his bullshit. Back Hell on yeah. that bullshit. Um, yeah, that's the complete opposite. Fancy Italian liqueurs and uh, and candy gloop glop. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like gloop glop Italian liqueur, though. It well, that description was that the description from like the manufacturer, no. or was that the that was a, that was very local. Yeah, let me give okay. you a description from the manufacturer. It's still gloop glop. Okay, because it says uh, I found it. It's it, yeah, it's Gianamico. And then it's uh, by mid palate. There's all sorts of flavors bouncing in my mouth, including root beer, maple, dark caramel, ginger, road tar, tobacco leaf, <laughs> and orris root. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yes, good. of course. I actually want to get some soda water and just like dilute it down with some soda water. It'd be like an amazing drink. Hmm. I'm a big orris root, guys. You know this about me. I'm big on orris root. Um, I imagine that's the... I'm imagining that's like something from Zelda that comes from um, like grinding up the tusk of some mythic beast. Right. Um, But sounds delicious. Got to go in a dungeon. Got to kill a pig with three tusks. 
grind those tusks up you get the auras root. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah it does sound That's... like some medieval stuff though it does mm-hmm. it tastes like it would be that but the bubble gum like it does like have this very prominent like almost bubble gummy like it reminds you of it you know yeah. what i mean I heard it's an effective wart remover as well. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, Steve- from the inside out, though, like you consume it. <laughs> Only belly warts, yeah. which I have a plethora of. Um, all right, Steve Steve 2.0. Uh, yes. What do you got anything? You drinking anything over there? Anything uh, fun? Well, uh, I don't like beer. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I do drink alcohol. I just, I tried a lot of beers and I just, I never found the taste that I liked to, enough to the point where I feel comfortable saying I just don't like beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that I I tried something new, a malt beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always a simp for this Smirnoff red, white, and berry because it tastes like a rock bomb pop. Sure. Um, so I noticed walking through the store, they have red, white, and Mary, and it, automatically, <laughs> if it's Christmas, you're taking my money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's like it's cranberry and spices, and it's fantastic. So yeah. I definitely I, iced someone last year with that. <laughs> Like you, you slipped it in their mailbox or, or yeah. whatever. Or a yeah. Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, but speaking of which, okay, sorry to veer, but now I have an ice question for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, last night we celebrated Friendsgiving here at work with some like friends and colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to ice my coworker Isaac because mm-hmm. this is our relationship. Yeah. And we put it in our kitchen cooler. And tried to get him to come in, but he just wasn't having it. Like he called the bluff, mm-hmm. but he called out that if he's like, if it's in there, I call ice block. And I have never experienced someone ice block, ice blocking it. It's like if they can guess that that's what's in there, then they don't have to do mm. it. Hmm. Okay. I've never heard of it. Uh, I call shenanigans. And Same. as soon as you said ice block, all I thought about was that one level on NES DuckTales. Um, <laughs> and that's the only thing that I that, that's the, that's the only ice block in my heart. So I have no I idea would, what the hell that means. I would be willing to uphold that rule if there was a double punishment if he was wrong. Yeah, yeah. There has yeah. to be a risk. Oh, it's got to yeah, be a double go. or nothing type situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you should just no, start giving him just empty boxes on a consistent basis oh, and then that'll knock he's that fucking rule done, right out of especially the fucking... after that last night i mean he still ended up doing it but i'm gonna, i'm saying overall he's done i'm coming mm. coming for him you should fucking kill him yeah next th- <laughs> next mean, time he calls ice block you know just make sure that you have two on hand this may be an overreaction but i hope I... he dies <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This guy sounds like a real son of a bitch. If between friends and colleagues, I'm going to yeah. go out on a limb and say that's a colleague. Yeah. I'm going to actually, he has a bunch of his own like kitchen equipment downstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hide one in it and he won't find it <laughs> for like days. Yeah. That's it's what I'm going to do, I think. Well, I don't think he listens. He definitely doesn't listen to the show. So great. Mm-hmm. Well, now I double hate him. Yeah, yeah, definitely double hate him now. So yeah, get him all you want, Meg. Just just Sick. load up his kitchen with that shit. Yeah, I'll lie to the cops. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Every um, bowl he unturns. I hope he, I hope you find him passed out drunk from doing too many ices. <laughs> Never met this guy. He's my fucking arch enemy right now. Um, all right. So uh, oh wait, no, I do have a beer as well. I'm actually drinking a little little festive Christmas beer. I'm actually drinking. Uh, no surprise here. Uh, hashtag EMP guys. I'm drinking Sly Fox uh, Christmas ale. Uh, got some. Uh, Got a little, gin, little, like, you know, deep amber, you know, toasty toffee bread crust type of thing. But then it's got ginger, it's got the cinnamon, it's got the allspice, the nutmeg, the cloves, all the fe- 
festive holiday mulling spices um, that's just going to get you in the spirit, guys. So as you might recall, last week we talked about our secret Satan episode for December. If you recall last year, we each picked a movie associated uh, with a particular franchise. In that instance, it was Hellraiser because nothing says holidays like Hellraiser. So (laughs) we each picked a Hellraiser movie for the other one to see. But of course, there was only three of us. So it became pretty easy to figure out who was each other's secret Satan. So this time we put it out there on the social medias and we said, hey, guys, if you want to be one of our secret Satans, um, you know, throw your name in the hat. We got a bunch of entries. It was lovely. And we have picked three people, which I have already reached out to. So they are not learning live here. So if I haven't reached out to you, you ain't one of these people. But in any case, uh, we have three people who are going to be picking flicks for us. Uh, Our listeners and social media friends voted on what the topic is going to be and not terrifically dissimilar to last year. We have another big uh, horror uh, franchise. We have... uh, Excuse me, I have the hiccups. Nightmare on Elm Street. Again, another classic My holiday franchise. Series. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's up there. It's up there. And, and I feel like it gets, uh, I mean, it's obviously one of the big ones. But I feel like for a lot of horror fans, it's always like, are you a Michael guy? Are you a Jason guy? You know, what do mm-hmm. you... Sometimes Freddy doesn't get the respect he deserves because honestly, it's probably the best franchise. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like I'm a huge Halloween fan, but I know there's some absolute dog shit in that franchise, which we've talked at length about. Same thing with Friday the 13th. I mean, it probably is. So this should be a, a damn slobber knocker, guys. For those of you who are new to the show on that old uh, uh, showdown episode we do on the first Monday of every month, we each have a movie that typically we pick associated with that topic, and then we argue about it. And you know, uh, you know, somebody somebody gets DDT'd, you know, somebody gets the diamond cutter, uh, you know, somebody gets put in, you know, um, the the crippler crossface, and then eventually. Everyone taps out except for one. You take home that some bitch and strap that shoulder candy for He's the coming month. out on top. <laughs> yeah, he always is, and he always does. Um, but so, so we have uh, in this particular instance, we're not picking the movies. Our secret satans are picking the movies for us. I was fortunate enough um, to uh, to uh, get picked by one Mister Ian Braden at uh, Ian T Braden on the instagrams uh and he is going to pick my movie wow we got two ians guys not trying to make a big deal but it's 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 uh it's the it's the season for ians over here we got ian dobo um who is going to be picking steve's movie we are the uh, number one podcast of horror movies among ians (laughs) (laughs) yeah we listen we dramatically uh uh you know over index with ians and i've said that we've had these conversations in a business setting before we over index mm-hmm. with ians um we Dustin's- look at our analytics <laughs> <laughs> all right fuck you <laughs> um so at uh i dobo 10 uh he is gonna pick steve's movie and then guys a little Christmas gift uh, coming right down the chimney for all of us. One Mr. Bigfoot Benjamin himself, uh, Ben, who has been on the podcast before as a guest, is going to be picking Meg's movie. So I the feel question- like I, this is already a Christmas miracle, like uh, yeah. in the works. Like I don't even need a present this year. <laughs> the question Just the fact becomes- that I have Ben as my my picker. Yeah. These are all, you know, these are all, you know, uh, 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 right and just and gracious uh, listeners of the podcast. However, 
is one of them going to turn heel? That's the question. <laughs> is one of them going to turn heel and give us the fucking remake or some sort of dog shit? We will see. Anything um, so- but the remake. Yeah, like, yeah. Really. anything but the remake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said that last week, Steve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve said the same thing last week. So that will be very, very fun. Um, next week, guys, uh, we are going to be. Yeah, this is going to be. This is going to be next week already. Damn, uh, that we're going to do that whole Secret Satan situation. So uh, that will be November, or I'm sorry, December rather, the fifth. So all right, enough all this stuff at the top of the show here, guys. Let's get into a dang old flicky. Like we said, we are fortunate enough. Um, to once again have the uh, the director, the star, um, the writer. Uh, I imagine cinematography. Uh, you know, yeah, ha- everyone in uh, you know uh, soup to nuts on production. This was a much smaller project compared to the Cares Hells, compared yes. to the upcoming Shingles. I made yeah. this because Scott is editing Shingles the movie, and I wanted to have something new to sell at conventions. In yeah. case he's not done yet. Yeah, there you go. And it, I, that's what I was actually trying. Which, which, listen, I, I don't mean this in any negative way. It was a, re, it was an absolutely fun movie, and I blurt laughed out loud on a number of occasions. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I said, Amityville Christmas Vacation. Uh, before I get ahead of myself, available on the Tubies. Anywhere else, folks should should go to check it out before I forget, because I do tend to forget to call this out if i yes uh, i mean if you folks you know prefer physical media that's also the always the best way to support uh creators head over to silverspotlightfilms.com um i don't know when this episode goes up this will go up on monday which is uh will be the 28th you have like three hours left to get the black friday sale deal so there you go. there's a bunch of stuff on sale at silverspotlightfilms.com. If you don't buy physical, but you want to support me a little bit more directly rather than just watching it on Tubi and getting me five cents, head <laughs> over to stevebuster.com. It's my Patreon. It's like three bucks a month for all of my movies or five bucks a month for all of my bonus features, all of my old stuff I don't sell anymore, a whole bunch of exclusives, upcoming sneak peeks, just everything else. It's like... 30 hours, 40 hours worth of content and it's permanent links. You can keep them forever. Just please don't share them. That's all I ask. <laughs> Come on, be a decent human yeah. being, you, you rat fucks. Don't be going out there and taping <laughs> stuff and handing around. Um, listen, all I'm suggesting is, uh, and, I, and I will personally pay any amount of money for this. If I can get a Cowboy Cool t-shirt, I have asked for this before in the past. <laughs> From uh, the very beginning. I'm trying to get a to- Cowboy 2 Cool t-shirt going. We used to have some merchandise for Care's help, but nobody yeah. bought any, and I wasted a lot of money. So, like, once we like sold the few bits that we had, I was like, "That's that." Like, we got the card game for Carousel because yeah. yeah. that's done well enough to keep printing them, but that's it. And I feel yeah. bad. Yeah. But just to be clear, I know we're here to talk about Amityville, but if you folks do have any questions about the Cares Hell, Hell Saga, <laughs> I am here, oh, and yeah. I am an insane person that has an answer for everything in universe. <laughs> well, we did. Good. For those of you who have been listening, uh, we, we talked about the Cares Hell franchise, which is how we heard about, well, Steve, I think, got the, the got uh, you know, saw something on Twitter or whatever about Once Amityville in a while, I Christmas Cares Vacation. Hell, and then, like... I'll just like just to see who's talking about it or someone new that discovered it. And that's how I found mm-hmm. your podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I randomly found it on Tubi playing Tubi Roulette, which is one of my favorite games, which is just scroll until you land on something. and You got to watch it. Um, and I was fortunate enough to fall on uh, on Carousel. And a lot of times you end up with uh 
uh, a movie I watched recently called Clowns in the Woods. You end up with stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and no, actually, that was kind of fun, too. But I had an absolute blast. And like I said, uh, uh, I'm considering a um, a, uh, uh, a cowboy cool uh, tattoo on my body at some point. Um, but any <laughs> case, you're going to say uh, specifically your butt, but like just you went, you said body Never mind. <laughs> on my body, on my, yeah, I could go, I could go butt cheek. There's plenty of, mm. plenty of real estate, but, um, that's cool. all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so we, uh, but yeah, let's, so let's talk a little bit. First of all, the top of, of the show about Amityville uh, Christmas vacation. Um, so, uh, like I said, topic, or I'm sorry, the title right off the bat, obviously quite quite eye-catching. I was curious um, because it's a little shorter than some of your mm-hmm. other you know, feature-length stuff that's out there. I was curious whether this, because we've seen plenty of these things that were like, you know, a little shorter length and, you know, edited kind of in a similar style. And we were like, is this, was this a COVID production? That's what I was curious about. Uh, no, this one, it's just, it was, like I said, it was just a smaller production. Um, I had just, like, we made Paris Hell 2 mm-hmm. and released, we shot it and released it in 2021. And then I was immediately hired to produce and direct, like, a six-figure feature film, the biggest movie I've ever done, Shingles the Movie, almost immediately after releasing Paris Hell 2. It, it has the most characters, it has the most locations, the most money, the most things I had to worry about. And yeah. so we shot that... This year in 2022, and we're aiming at like an early 2023 release. So okay. on one hand, I kind of wanted like a palate cleanser because, you know, yeah. like I usually kind of flip back and forth between making like a larger movie than a smaller movie, larger movie. And I didn't get to do that. It was like, you know, larger movie and then biggest movie ever immediately. Yeah. It's like I wanted yeah, yeah. something smaller to just kind of relax, to have fun. Yeah. Um, but also I had the idea, like I just thought of it like, there's like a thousand fucking Amityville movies. Uh, <laughs> I did the thing. I never realized this. And like I said, I'm a frequenter of Tubi. I I, I, I hang out on the corner of Tubi Avenue on a mm-hmm. nightly basis. And I went and uh, just typed in, of course, started typing in the title of the movie, Amityville, and thought, that's enough. I'll just type Amity. <laughs> nope. Nope. There was about 40 goddamn movies on it's there insane. with insane. So, like, oh, I wanted to, A, I wanted to parody Amity exploitation because there's so many of them and it's It's insane to me. It is. Um, (laughs) And I like kind of like I like inserting myself into subgenres I haven't been in yet. Like like the talking cat holiday movie subgenre. (laughs) If you search my name on Amazon, it brings up other talking cat movies in addition to mine. And that's like my greatest accomplishment. (laughs) Um, But so I haven't done this yet. I was like, oh, well, this let's just do this. All this all this other trash is putting in way less effort. <laughs> I can do this. And then I went, oh, there hasn't been an Amityville Christmas yet. Uh, if I don't make this right now, someone's going to beat me to it. I need to make this like ASAP. And then like when I was shooting Amityville Christmas Vacation, the trailer for Amityville Thanksgiving dropped. I was just like, guys, we need to fucking wrap this up like oh right now. So I get a trailer out before some other dipshit beats oh me to Amityville Christmas this year. Yeah, I imagine when you uh, when you dropped the movie on Tubi, about six people who had that idea god went, damn. fuck, god damn it. I saw these three people on Twitter be like, oh, someone was listening to us. It's like, no, it's a very, I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of this idea, just like you weren't. Yeah, right. Yeah, there is I, a Amity everything, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask, because uh, they're also located in PA, but 
it was either earlier this year or last year that Amityville in space was released and it's made by the uh, Polonia brothers who are like out of like Scranton, PA. I was just I was wondering if you had any connection to them at all or Not if this was just like, like I yeah. know of them, you know, obviously I know mm-hmm. Amityville in space, but like no connection. I've never worked with them. I personally don't know anyone that's worked with them. I think they're just far enough away. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're out yeah, there just wondering the Hollywood of northeastern Pennsylvania, Scranton, PA. <laughs> um, I actually like Scranton. There's so many cool dive bars up there. But yeah, now I'm gonna go watch fucking Amityville in space because, like I said, I uh, I listen to anything on the Tubi. I'll I'll check it out. But yeah, so so I wanted to make an Amityville that would be unlike all the others. I wanted mm-hmm. to just be the most unique Amityville, villain. That's why I went all in on Hallmark Christmas parody, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yep. No I horror, do expect this no to be scares. on the Hallmark channel this year. Yeah, this is more of a Hallmark. Um, what's the what's the other channel? Hallmark Movies and Mysteries or something like mm-hmm. that. This is built for that. Um, yeah, so it's we won't go through. You know, you guys know how we do it. We won't go through an entire you know scene by scene plot. But I do want to kind of set up uh, what the uh, you know what the movie's all about and talk about some of our our favorite scenes from it. Um, and first of all, I will say. As I always do, spoiler alert at the top of the show, I would say uh, you got to go out and watch this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's like I said, it's it's funny. It's uh, it's, you know, if you watch. Listen, I'm not ashamed to say it. I watch a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, My wife and I sit there. We actually have a list that's probably got hundred some entries on it of just made up titles that we've come up with just to make ourselves <laughs> laugh for the last decade. My wife is still the reigning champ. Kate came up with one that literally almost made me vomit. I was laughing so hard, which is just Christmas in December. <laughs> I will forever give her credit. It that was one golden. of the hardest I've ever laughed. But we have so many of them. We we literally like we'll just text each other stuff like I texted her the other day. Small town Christmas too, colon a big city Christmas. Just like all this bullshit stuff. So this is one of our favorite things. And this, yeah, this definitely has vibes of that. So absolutely check it out. But spoiler alert, because we are going to talk about some some plot points in there. But in any case, uh uh so Steve, you play Wally Griswold. Yes. Uh, a not 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 so subtle uh, reference to some very uh um we actually were just on our last episode talking briefly about uh, nothing but trouble. Um so we had a little chippy chase. Uh, mm-hmm. reference in there and obviously uh, another, another I hope reference that you notice there. I was wearing Clark Griswold's pajamas in this film. I did see that. Okay. I did see that. And I <laughs> listen, coming from a man who owns a Griswold uh, Blackhawks jersey, um, you know, listen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up on the Christmas vacation references. So you get introduced to Wally. First of all, you get introduced to somebody. You, you know, someone's setting him up for something. Yes. Right mm-hmm. uh, at the top, you don't know exactly how or why, but you know Wally's getting set up. And Wally is, uh, how would you characterize Wally? Well, uh, um, yeah. I'll say this now. Now that you uh, have already said that you like the movie, which is good to hear, yeah. this is the fourth or fifth Wally movie. He's from oh, okay. he's from the Meowie franchise. Yes, I still um, haven't like yeah. And that's I have okay. Not jumped that's into okay. this yet. I'm, I'm actually I appreciate that you just watched this and you're just like yeah, this worked. I'm like great. I I didn't alienate. I a could tell audience. there were some references that I didn't get. I I didn't I did pick up on that. So uh, um, but yeah. But so when Bill Murphy and I first conceived Wally Griswold in 2017, our rule was what would Ernest do. 
<laughs> that's a great rule just in life in general so whenever we had like a question of like how wally would react or to a situation or or if he would like be mean here or like be snippy it was always like would ernest p world do this if mm-hmm. so okay wally can do this so wally is our earnest and that's mm-hmm. also partially what this film was it was kind of an experiment like can i take wally out of these cat movies and put mm-hmm. him into a new adventure does it work so yeah. far i'd say yes so i think wally will be back yeah. doing something completely different in the future now and now it's even more uh endearing because i am a, a diehard jim varney fan so much so that i <laughs> at one point uh lost a lot of followers on twitter from posting consistently with no context um sexy jim varney slash earnest anime pics fantastic <laughs> it just is the funniest thing in the world to me i love me I'm, some jim wait varney. did you draw them yourself no no i have Aww. drawn some i mean you know that i do i do dabble in the garfield arts i dabble in the garfield arts uh but between garfield and earnest i mean they're those those are like two uh two chambers of my heart there jim so. is my biggest inspiration as an actor so yeah. whenever i'm overacting with my face it's like because i want to be alive action cartoon <laughs> i assume you have uh you've read his uh his biography of course yeah oh my god so, guys i'm sorry i'm gushing side if you haven't read jim varney's biography stocking stuffer guys stocking stuffer idea that's all that's all i'm saying um in any case yeah so so you get uh you you get the idea that wally's getting set up so so yeah characterize wally for us what kind of what kind of character is he aside from i mean a little bit about him you know he's okay a, he's, he, a, he's a police officer he is right? a police officer he is the dumbest police officer who's only on the force because at first his father saved the police chief in nakatomi tower um, ah. we don't reference more than that yeah. um, and past that his cat was the smart one it kept solving a bunch of crimes and problems in the town and gotcha. he had nothing to do with it Gotcha. Um, but he's coming to his own. He, he is a guy that genuinely does want to do the right thing. He does want to help people. He does like to make other people happy. He's not one dimensional. He's he can be a little snippy. He can have a little uh, little attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I always remind people that there's a little bit of uh, problematic stuff with the police force. And Wally <laughs> is still part of that himself. Yeah. W- Wally is not immune from uh you know, participating in things like police brutality and yes. abuses of power and that sort of stuff. <laughs> and he's very trans- he's very uh, transparent about it. Yes. One of my favorite reviews that I've ever gotten was for a Meowie Halloween. And all the reviews said was, this was more political than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a film called Meowie Halloween. Yes. That feels good. That feels it does, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, right off the bat, I, I got a chuckle like within the first, you know, 45 seconds of the flick because he's wearing a shirt that says world's best police officer ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is that a shirt that you had special made for it? Or was no, that a shirt I, that you purchased and found on like, when Etsy we first made me out Christmas, we kind of like looked online for just some random police stuff like that, that Wally would have. <laughs> There's also a mug that he has that says best cop ever. The shirt says best police officer ever. Uh, yeah. The mid-credits stinger joke of a Meowie Christmas is that he gets a gift that a gift that says world's okayest cop. <laughs> and that mug costs $40 worth every cent for that oh, wow. joke. Oh my god. <laughs> you were the only person that bought that on Etsy. Yes, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> There is a coffee mug podcast somewhere, and they are talking about you because you bought that. <laughs> uh, so that, that's a shirt that I had since 
Merry Christmas. Whenever Wally shows up and he's in his casual around the house. Yeah. It's world's best police officer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, another quick one. So we've talked about this on the podcast before is like, I, I maintain that all good comedy is still tied directly to Looney Tunes. Like there are no good gags that aren't already Looney Tune ga- gags. And, uh, so I, I very much appreciate the suitcase gag, which felt very, mm-hmm. you know, very Looney Tuney. And the idea of presenting, you know, what you are putting into the, to the suitcase, to the audience, uh, that's going to get me every time. Mike, my, my question for you is, uh, uh, are those your nunchucks or were those, were those nunchucks yes, that those you are my nunchucks? Cause I was a little Bruce Lee sip as a child. So gotcha, I wanted those gotcha. specific nunchucks and I learned how to use them because of Bruce Lee. And I just still yeah. have them. Like, why would I get rid of nunchucks? They don't take up that much space and Hey, <laughs> never know. Yeah. They're not going to expire. Right. You know, there's no expiration date on nunchucks. That's a shirt right there. <laughs> also, there's no expiration date on that. Gotcha. Uh, um, I'll yeah, mark it down. I, yeah, mark it down. On that long list of shirts I've requested from Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the I said, you know, the, uh, up front, like, you kind of had me sucked in because I was I was laughing quite a bit right at the beginning. I really enjoyed the the stock flyover shots mm-hmm. and then you singing Oh Christmas Tree. But the only <laughs> lyrics were Oh Christmas Tree over and over again. It's a great gag. Thank you. Thank you. It was uh, great. Yeah, I, a, I went out of my I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was going to I was going to ask who's big old fat kitty is that? Mine. That's <laughs> yeah, that, that is whiskers. And that's why in the in the Miami movie she talks. This movie is yeah. not from her point of view, so that's why mm-hmm. Wally just stares at her silently for a solid thirty seconds. She's yeah. having a conversation <laughs> we never hear. Yeah, that was one of. I think there was about three times in the in the flick that I noticed, and I was like, "All right, that feels like that was a reference to a movie I haven't seen." Which is fine. Uh, I do that yeah. all the time, for better yeah. or for worse. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was one of my decisions early on during the script writing was just like. All these made-for-TV movies use, like, all the same Christmas stock footage. Yeah. I usually don't use stock footage. It Almost all of my stuff is stuff that we shoot ourselves with drones mm-hmm. or our own cameras and stuff. But for this, I was just like, nope, got to sub to a, a stock footage website for this <laughs> one because it's well, got to be stock footage. As someone mm-hmm. who watches a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies and just the more ridiculous, because some of them get pretty wild. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think it's all... You know, some no. of these Hallmark Christmas movies get wild. Um, between the stock footage... And the um, the the particular snow effect that you use, I was like, this is uh, this is obviously a clear clear hallmark uh, reference. Thank you. I, I appreciate people picking up what I put down with that because I know a lot of people are going to miss that, especially of the horror fandom that are going to be putting yeah. this on, expecting another Amityville spooky movie already. Yeah. I, you know, I'm seeing the reviews like, it's not scary. One stars like, okay, I don't know <laughs> what you expected <laughs> within the first one, one minute <laughs> of the fucking movie. This isn't scary. One star. I, that's actually kind of a quality review there too, because it's just like you, <laughs> that I'm just imagining that person there, like clicking on that movie and being dumb enough after reading the title to go, this is going to be, you know, this is A24. Like, I'm going to get scared out <laughs> Dude, of my fucking mind. that's like my life. I, I can't tell you how many people that, like, said Carousel was a bad movie because it took itself too seriously. I'm just like, <laughs> how? At what point of Duke floating by like a Mary Poppins Carousel horse did you were just like, this is a serious horror film? 
<laughs> yeah, but that's not, like I said, that's almost more fun. Like I, I, I genuinely appreciate uh, people who are not in on the joke. Like that is <laughs> yeah, that, funny for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, their voice also counts as much as people are in on the joke, but I can yeah. see why that would be frustrating. But basically what's happened is whoever it is that is pulling the strings that is uh, has it out for Wally has lured him with the um, uh, the promise of a, you know, free vacation to Amity uh, or Amityville. Hey, rather. Brian, excuse me. Sunny Amityville. <laughs> Somebody, sunny Amityville. Sunny, sunny Amityville. Sunny Amityville. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he's brought in there with the promise of a, of a festive, cozy bed and breakfast. Um, and then you quickly, uh, get introduced to a murderous ghost, um, yes. Jessica, who's out to get him. But you know, this was uh, right around this time. I don't know exactly where I placed, but one of my favorite lines, it, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of, I'm so excited to not have something bad happen to me. I just like, a, I appreciate it. And I had so much fun just watching Wally get introduced to the ghost and just his reactions were just it, it, it like it was so fun and I, I think like you're talking about Ernest being inspiration I'm like that's exactly it it's just oh, like yeah. oh yeah walking in in the shower it's like oh whoops I'm so sorry, so sorry. like the oblivion uh, or like being so oblivious just like yeah. really warmed my heart and it was cracking and when he gets, the whole time he gets so much so I mean obviously it's taken to a ridiculous degree uh, but when he said uh, she goes I'm literally a ghost and he goes I hear that sister yeah. <laughs> like that meant something different than exactly what she said <laughs> Such and a great it line. always came around full circle towards the end when she's like, "No, I literally told you about ten times that I was a ghost." Yeah, it was so yeah. good. Oops. Oh my god, it! Your spirit is a ghost. Yeah, the call. There was another good callback laugh later. Yeah. So, so you know, flash forward a little bit because, like I said, we won't we won't go through every everything and, and ruin every single scene. But uh, you start. They start to fall in love. There's some romance budding as as you pick up on. You know, Jessica is some sort of, uh, I would say, a a uh, a demon poltergeist mm-hmm. ghost type of thing. Um, you know, not just a, I'm going to rattle chains like Beetlejuice style, but like literally, she has murdered a lot, roughly a hundred people over yeah. the course of a decade. Um, you know, guys, but, I've never seen a horror rom-com before, and I think this really opened my eyes to the potential of what horror could be. We saw. What did we watch, <laughs> Steve? Um, was it a? Was it a? Uh, I feel like there was a um, anthology movie that had a a, a a short sequence about someone falling in love with a ghost. Was it Tales from the Dark Side? Oh, not you said ghost, not ghost. Never mind. Yeah, no, it was a ghost. Boy, I'm trying to remember what that was. Um, Anyway, Ooh. I don't know. Maybe it might not have been on the show. It might have just been me, like I said, playing Tubi Roulette by myself. But yeah, definitely a uh, not a not a trope you see all the time. So um, uh, he still doesn't get that she's a ghost, obviously. So that's kind of the the big point to to drive home here. Um, well, he is stupid. Yes, he's, he's not right. Ernest. He's like <laughs> yeah. E yeah. E A R Ernest. Yeah. Um, and like he is, he's a sweetheart, but he yeah. is dumb. Yeah. Oh, uh, question: uh, Was the train that you're riding in the Beaver Valley Mall. Damn no. it, that was my question too. <laughs> no, was it? Okay. Uh, yeah, no. That was at the Robinson Mall. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? It didn't have enough gum stuck to it to be the Beaver Valley <laughs> Mall. But I did. When I saw that, I was like, "Is that? God damn! I've ridden in that train or a very similar train mm-hmm. as a child." But uh, yeah. So so they're going out on a date, and you get this whole this whole uh, scene of um, I should specify only Wally can see 
Jessica. Uh, yeah. So walking around hand in hand. But if he's not holding hands with anybody, arm around, uh, you know, but of course, no one's there in the eyes of. So you get all these shots of, you know, from the a third person view where she's not there. I, I did appreciate that you went to the the, the moon park to take a picture with the like the moon township park yes <laughs> yeah yes, <laughs> to take a picture with the moon man there there's an astronaut there like what why yeah. let's do yeah, this the moon township park shows up in uh Karis hell too i think doesn't it um or what park was that when that's uh, the north park oh that was north park yeah that's right was it north the, park with the scene with ben uh ben deedles in it no that was in a that was a spot near my old home where there used to be a town and uh, there isn't anymore. Sure, I don't sure. know what happened. Yeah. Uh, now it's considered a public park down in South Fayette Township, like past Bridgeville. Uh, but yeah. like there's still telephone poles and fire hydrants and sidewalks to nowhere. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but pencil, since like yeah, yeah. so, but since it's like considered, it was considered a public park, but no one went there because why would you? It was easy yeah. to shoot Ben's scene there, and also mm-hmm. that's where Lunchbox got gets hit by the car. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And 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 the funny, uh, you know, I think back to when our episode when we talked about that, it makes a lot more sense now because it was like it looked like it was a kind of slightly overgrown like softball field or something behind mm-hmm. him. But you can clearly see where the grass had grown back because somebody was doing donuts in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is some that is some Yenzer shit right there. Um but uh, yeah, so so, you know, Jessica, now you get this kind of, you know, slightly, I don't say fourth wall breaking, but this idea of like Jessica, like it's kind of her job to haunt people, mm-hmm. um, even though she she's kind of manifested this thing. So she calls her her ghost supervisor uh, to tell her, you know, to ask for advice or elevate the situation because she's um, she's in love with Wally. And uh, that was she, a first, mix. Uh, so that was a combination of two ideas. Uh, one, yeah. we knew we were going to parody the there's an expert that you talk to on the Internet which yeah. has become like a, a meme ever since like Sinister. That yeah. you just call someone on your computer and they have all the answers. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Bill Murphy also introduced the, you know, the ghost should do it too. Do a Beetlejuice thing. She has a caseworker or a right. supervisor. So well, that that's what Bill. I thought immediately of is, is you know, go into the, the, you know, it was like the equivalent of the ghost DMV or whatever in, yeah. in Beetlejuice. But, you know, calling her supervisor and, and uh, escalating the situation and breaking the news that she does not in, intend to kill mm-hmm. Wally. Um, but great gag uh, in this when she's like, you know, what should I do? And she's like, well, let's let me look on my resources here. And she just starts naming things, absolutely asinine specific things that happen in a lot of other movies. My favorite one of which being, um, so do you have a machine in your house that can turn ghosts into humans? Like, no, <laughs> which I, which was, uh, listen, as, as a, as somebody who was, um, at 11 years old, absolutely convinced that i was in love with christina ricci and wanted to spend the rest of my life with her i knew that i got that reference i got that reference um but uh yeah there was a there was a couple other ones in there but that was the one i wrote down because um yeah she's just like no obviously not um but uh you know they they don't have an answer for us so she's kind of on her own to figure it out uh we then get uh get introduced to uh one mr creighton spook uh who shows up with his talk boy um (laughs) which i've been asking i'm 37 years old i've been asking for a talk boy for 27 years at least and i still haven't got one so i was very i was a little i was a little butthurt when i saw it on there but um he's kind of a paranormal investigator um 
and uh, you know, he he identifies that Jessica is there and kind of what's you know what's going on. Which good good play on Creighton Duke, the Friday the Thirteenth character. Thank you. Yeah. You're only the second person that is like, <laughs> let me know they got that reference. Yeah. I, it's, when I came up with that name, I was so giddy and I was just like, man, no one's gonna remember fucking Creighton Duke. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. So I'm so happy. Yeah. So well, it's funny enough. He actually somebody made somebody recently made a fan film that is a continuation of seven mm-hmm. and okay. like they also bring back the Creighton Duke character I would just and, watch a like, Creighton Duke movie man like let's just go <laughs> like, yeah I think Steve didn't you send me the trailer for that Steve somebody sent me the trailer for the, for I'm pro- the I'm pro- I probably I did. did I probably did um but yeah, so so Creighton Spook shows up. Like I said, he kind of gets a beat on what's happening, and and you know he's a he's a he's a ghost hunter, right? Uh-huh. If if you will. So um, another great line when uh, he uses his talk boy to trick Jessica into thinking Wally's in trouble. The recording says something <laughs> along the lines of Jessica, it's me. Help, bad Christmas. Help, help. <laughs> and she comes out. It's like Wally. What's going on? And then, uh, of course, she gets caught in a in um, a cage. It's you know. a Looney Tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a dog cage. <laughs> yeah, it's literally yeah, it's a Looney Tunes gag. Um, but uh, yeah, I did write down because I, I remember uh, laughing out loud at Jessica. It's me. Help, bad Christmas. Help, help. Because she's just cutting up stuff that he obviously recorded. Uh, yeah. You know, Kevin Very McAllister poorly. style. Like yeah. it yeah. had to be a bad recording. That was like yeah. in the prose of the script. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. You know, he starts to understand at this point. You know what's happening. You get a flashback. The flashback to Jessica saying. I'm literally a ghost. That was a, that was a good, great callback. Um, but honestly, I, I'm going to be honest, and, and I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for some Ben Deedles. Um, <laughs> Who I, is he, it? I know he cracked me up on. I mean, I'm a fan of their podcast, so I've listened to the podcast for a long time. But um, you know, uh, he was he was great in Carousel. But as Rick, uh, the the uh, the other cop on the force, mm-hmm. the very lonely cop on the force, <laughs> uh, my wife and I rewound. And watch the him eating the Twinkie scene a second time. <laughs> the way the way he opens, holds, and eats the Twinkie is is fantastic. And then laughing about uh, Coach and you know he's making you know, talking about the show Coach, um, just complete non sequitur. But uh, yeah, that that was great. Cracked me up. Uh, like I said, so much so that we watched it again. Where did you guys like? Where did you and Ben actually meet up? Because uh, like, I know he's been first in... met on the set of She's Out of My League. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were both uh, working on that film, and we just kind of started. Like we started talking. He seemed like a cool guy, and then I just we started talking about horror, and then I just mentioned, yeah, my favorite horror movie is probably Nightmare on Elm Street Four, and Ben went, "That's my favorite." <laughs> <laughs> and then then we became friends. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, we, that's a very strange coincidence because last week we had, uh, Louie from the, uh, Haunted Hangover podcast on, and I guess on his podcast last year. And he specifically called out four as his favorite point in the franchise, too. Because I was saying, you know, listen, I'm, I'm basic bitch. I, I love me some, some dream warriors. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm more of a dream master fan because I referenced, or we did a, a, an episode last week about, uh, you know, food and horror and stuff and i talked about the meatball scene and uh coincidentally that was his favorite as well um so maybe maybe i'm in the i'm in the minority but um, maybe you're wrong <laughs> yeah maybe that's what i'm saying maybe, I'm, maybe i need to give four another chance um 
but uh yeah so so kind of getting getting caught up here to uh to where we're at um the spirit doctor who who played the uh and and, and i didn't write his name down but the uh, gentleman with the wig playing the the, uh, the, the guy is, you just call on the internet that gives you all the answers uh well uh <laughs> i will lead with i will answer your question first but then i'll lead mm. with what the character is so that mm. is garrett hunter of mega 64 fame He's a mm. great guy. I have known him for years and years and years. He's hilarious. He's always cracked me up. I just reached out to him. You know, he's out of California. Like, hey, there's a small bit part. Uh, I always like to get someone long distance to do it. Are you interested? And he did it. And I did not tell him to wear a wig. I didn't expect him to have that background. <laughs> he delivered gold <laughs> and I had all the guns. But that is Vincent Philip II. Because in a Meowie Halloween, Vincent Philip, who is a reference to Vincent D'Onofrio's character in Sinister, was played by David Fielding Zordon. Oh, okay. Oh, um, but uh, David wasn't available for this one. Just timing wise, he, you know, he didn't have the time to do it. He was very professional and apologetic about it. But I'm like, no, no, that's fine. So now there might be a different Vincent Philip in every film that I need a Vincent <laughs> Philip to show up in. That's sure. a fun cameo. <laughs> that's a fun way to have a fun cameo. He's the new Loomis, you know, yes. it's just it's a different, <laughs> different doctor. Every but yeah, Garrett Hunter. Holy crap. Like he cracked me up once I watched his footage. Yeah, that was great. Um, he he uh, so he basically tells uh, Wally that, you know, long story short, the way to uh, to, you know, free Jessica uh, is Christmas. Basically, <laughs> that's that's the long story short. That's what he that's what you he need reveals a hyper positive. Yeah. Outside source. Yeah. And mm-hmm. every good Christmas movie it should ultimately the thing that solves the 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 the, the character's main problem should be Christmas. Spirit. Christmas or the giving part of Christmas, yeah. like the magic of Christmas. It, it, that's what's that's what you need to really be a Christmas movie. Yeah, it, yeah. It can't just be happening at Christmas time. It's got to be Christmas spirit or the spirit of Christmas or something along those lines. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, so at this point, um, you know, Wally uh, assumes actually. Uh, uh, what was oh Rick? Rick calls him back. He's hunted down where Creighton mm-hmm. Spook lives uh, and says that's probably where Jessica is. So Wally goes breaks into Creighton's house. I wrote down. It, it, was there something? Speaking of universe build, is there something special about that cage? Is that a special ghost cage, or does this type of ghost <laughs> just happen to be able to be trapped in a cage? It, special ghost cage. Like that's basically what Bill Murphy and I said. Like what? The, what does he put her in? Like. Look, he has a he has an ecto cage that can hold ghosts. <laughs> special ghost cage. I like that's a better answer. It's it's a special ghost cage. Come on, uh, that's great. Um, I wish I would have so, said that on the outside though to be so literal. That would be so perfect. <laughs> a little sign that said special ghost cage. Ghost yeah. only. Ghost Not for only. dogs. <laughs> or there was a scene of of Creighton searching on Amazon and it's like he's specifically typing in special ghost special cage. Ghost cage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then the ghost of Christmas future, uh, obviously the, the, the scariest ghosts of, of, uh, of, uh, Dickensian fiction shows up, uh, and, um, and basically, uh, tells, tells Wally the future, which is, um, yeah, Creighton has the key. Just tase him. Basically. Yeah. You're going, you're going to tase him. It's like, I would never. And it's like, no, you do. What? I love that prop though. Where do, where does that prop come from? That's the twelve foot skeleton. Just the twelve foot skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. It does have a multi use. 
It is a it is a holiday. Yeah. And like before we set it up in the yard, I was just like, let's just toss it yeah. like a blanket on it because it's huge. The, it was just the torso and the head with a mm-hmm. blanket on. But like it looks fantastic, especially yeah. like next to me. You just yeah. see this giant skeleton, like the Scrooged esque ghost of Christmas future giant. Yeah, that's uh listen, and I've been trying to tell my wife for a while. This is a sound investment. Yeah. I need to get a 12-foot skeleton. <laughs> Think of how many activities I can do with it throughout so the year. Many. Yeah. Now you um, have more proof. Yeah. I'm yeah. She I, I'm gonna tell her because she watched the movie with. Her. I'm telling her, look, that was a great, that was a sound investment. Um but yeah, so so Wally uh you know, Wally tases uh Crate and Spook, uh gets um, you know, saves stop Jessica. Resisting. He was resisting. Yeah, he does know, do the stop resisting. So that's where it's like there are little things where it's like uh, you know, Wally is as goofy and dumb as he is. He also is um in tune with how to get away with police brutality. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he does he does a uh, 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 taser. Or tase him rather. Then you you come to learn, um, which I, I don't think I mentioned. Or had, do you? I don't know if you remember if you hear it up to this point. But the woman who yes, because she introduces him when Wally gets to the house. The kind of host, the person who and is, she's the one that know, calls Creighton. So we establish, right. yeah. Yeah, I kind of skipped over that, but her name is Samantha. She was the one who was setting up Wally at the beginning, um, who was kind of, um, you know, bumbling through the 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 ruse of getting mm-hmm. Wally to the house. But of course, Wally's, you know, just dumb enough to believe it. Um, but you get back there and now now uh, you come to learn kind of the reveal is that um, Jessica has been in control of Samantha and getting her to kind of feed her victims. But now. She's kind of pissed because she's been through all this, but she explains that now she kind of likes it. She's into killing people. So she wants Jessica to continue, continue, uh, you know, their arrangement. And uh, she has a machete um, <laughs> at this point. That's one like, would. I don't know what Scott called it. That is like some insanely large Japanese knife that he got when he <laughs> toured over in Japan with his band. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, what do you want her to hold? I'm like, this. Why would you even offer anything else? Look at this. This very scary, sharp looking instrument. Yeah. So, so Wally and Jessica, they get this scene where Wally is basically, um, and if I'm getting this out of order, he he's trying to talk Samantha into let you know, charm her into letting them go kind of thing but then oh that's right and i forgot to write this part down um in a last ditch effort in you know a, pl- a left field hail mary plan um wally basically uh throws a sheet over jessica or i'm sorry over samantha as creighton's coming in the door so creighton thinks she's a ghost and grabs her and runs away with yeah. her yeah <laughs> so it gets tied up with a with a nice tight you know tight hallmark bow to me there's uh, no right. better comeuppance possible yeah. than sheet ghost and Craig yeah. believes it <laughs> he believes it and he's and he, he abducts her and, and runs off um but yeah so this this was this is you know probably one of my one of my favorite parts of the movie which was uh you know wally and jessica you know you get the you get the whole heartfelt make out scene at the end she becomes a uh, human she comes back as herself she's mm-hmm. got a festive christmas outfit on you know and uh you think you're getting the happy ending but then 
Santa shows up as again at the end of all good Christmas movies, she, Santa should go up, come up. But instead of, you know, giving them, you know, what they asked for for Christmas, he thinks he's doing Wally a favor and uh, says, oh, you got a ghost to deal with there. I'll take care of that. Does this little Santa, you know, finger along the the nose wink and Jessica evaporates into smoke, uh, assumingly banishing her or killing her or whatever. She's in hell. Yeah, she goes, gets, she goes to hell. Good clarification. Jessica gets sent to hell. You do not get a happy ending. Wally freaks out uh, and then credits and then even a little post credit scene of Wally sobbing on his cat because his ghost girlfriend has been sent to hell. Um, which, you know, is how all good uh, Hallmark movies should end. So Somebody should end up in hell. That should be part of, mm-hmm. you know, Candace Cameron Berg or somebody should end up in hell at the end of every Hallmark movie. That's how Santa slays in. That is true. Yes. Sa- Santa's slay. Oh, man. I'm going to continue. As We're gonna Bret Hart w- is very thrilled about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah, listen, I, I'm one of those rare people. Listen, I'm I'm a fan of both, guys. I'm sorry. So I'm going I. down so the press. Yeah. Um, in any case, so that that was, uh, you know, that's where we're at with uh, uh, with Amityville Christmas Vacation from 2022. Um, yeah. W- w- anything else on on? Uh, do you anticipate doing uh, any? Mo- I'm a huge fan personally of of Christmas horror movies in general. Um, any aspirations to do any other christmas horror flicks down the road i mean in a word yes but i don't know exactly what or when you know i want to get my christmas numbers up i think as of right now the percentage of my movies that take place or are about christmas is at like 43 percent of all the movies (laughs) in my career those are rookie numbers (laughs) gotta get that up um you're shooting for in a perfect world it's an 85 89 exactly um so there's more coming, and I think it's fun. I love Christmas. A, it gives me an excuse to like put up Christmas stuff and be in the spirit during like the summer months. Yeah, um, and also <laughs> it's just it helps a lot. It's kind of like a easy sell on streaming during these months because especially yeah. if you title it right, like I did, mm. you know anyone that's searching that for some reason thinks National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is on Tubi might be searching Christmas Vacation. Guess what comes up, baby? Yeah. Um, <laughs> now I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You stepped right into the old bear trap. Um, but and, and it's just it's fun to me. You know, I, I like genuine Christmas movies. I like Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. But that might be a few, a couple or a few years off. You know, in a in a perfect world, possibly we might be doing Carousel Hell three in twenty twenty three. Maybe that's a big maybe. maybe. And I do know that so far, Authors and Dragons, they've been very happy with how Shingles the movie has been turning out. They've been already talking about a sequel, already talking about a Shingles 2. For all I know, that's happening in 2024. That's not an announcement whatsoever. Please understand mm-hmm. that. But like, yeah. um, that might be my next two years right there, and it's out of my hands. Unless, again, I come up with an idea that I can shoot with three people in one house in two days, <laughs> yeah. like Amityville Christmas Vacation was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, maybe I'll have something else added between those. But I don't like to I don't really have a long term plan. I'm always like a movie at a time. And it just so happens to work out that I'm basically releasing a movie every year yeah. on average. Well, tell us uh, while we're on the topic, tell us a little bit about uh, Shingles, the movie. Sure. Uh, it yeah. is a it's base. It's a book adaptation mm. uh, 
on a based on a book series of the same name. There's this group of guys called the Authors and Dragons, guys and gals, mm-hmm. and they write a bunch of fantasy books solo. They have like a D and D podcast that they do together, but they also have this book series called Shingles, which is a R-rated parody of '90s horror books. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Goosebumps, hmm. Fear Street, you name it. Like that's sort of the feel. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have been wanting to make a Shingles movie for a long time. They loved Care as Hell. And I was on their podcast and kind of talked to them about like how much it cost, how long it took to shoot when we released it, yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. I guess privately they went, I think this is our guy. Uh-huh. And they came back with like a script and like, and not just like, hey, will you make my movie for me? And like, no, we will pay you to make our movie. Like, yeah, that's the magic word. Motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Can I ask you a question then? Really, does it come across like an it, anthology of sorts where there's yes, like multiple this is stories an anthology going movie on? That is, they okay. took five of their books okay, and put it into a screenplay. Nice. So we got. Oh, cool. uh, we have That's cool. like four main. It's the the wraparound is that these four main characters are in the Cooter Scouts, and their scoutmaster is in Hello Titty, the sex shop slash glory <laughs> hole place. So they're just yeah. in a parking lot. <laughs> With a barrel on fire. Fuck yeah, yeah. Passing the time before sure. their scoutmaster comes back out. So they're telling scary stories that they allege really happened to them. Okay. So, and that's... Yeah, I... Yeah. As kids would, you know? I'm looking at some of the titles of these right now. I am too right now. And, and they I've are, seen a couple of these pop up along uh, across the social medias yeah. now. They they are you don't you don't have to confirm what's in these what's in the movie Steve, but just to give a few titles so people know where we're coming from. Uh Demon Load. <laughs> put your hand in my ass. <laughs> That is in the film. Fuck okay. yeah. Let's fucking go, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what the stories that are in. It's uh, The Legend of Jimmy Headshot. It okay. is uh, Put Your Hand on My Ass, which is about a ventriloquist dummy, of mm-hmm. course. Um, Aliens Wrecked Our Kegger. Yeah. Um, Just Say Gnome, which is about a inanimate killer gnome that shits cocaine. After he <laughs> eats people, I'm fucking sold right now. That that is a straight up goosebump. Yeah, that, I mean that's uh, that is yeah. Wasn't there a goosebumps book about yard gnomes? Yes. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. And um, zombies ate my homework. So those are the nice. stories that are in the movie. Nice. Uh, all fun adaptations. I'm curious uh, what the fans are going to think. They love the sneak peek so far, but it's like first the the scriptwriter, like the authors, adapted their books into shorter stories for the script yeah. and then i adapted it to the screen yeah and, you know then the actors adapted jokes mm. and lines and stuff so i hope they like it but yeah I, i'm already hoping you get a sequel so you can put the ghost of hooker alley i was gonna say and the that's monkey's the penis. one i was like <laughs> fingers crossed ghost of hooker alley and the monkey's penis because that's obviously a take on monkey's paw which has yeah, yeah. you know, been used a lot of time i think that would yeah. be really funny as well without reading any of this it yeah. just sounds funny <laughs> I'm just really, I think my, I'm really excited for most right now is that aliens wrecked yeah. Mark Hecker. <laughs> like I already, that's a perfect yeah. beer name at this point too. Yeah. Well, TM, TM, TM. Enough, my <laughs> first brewing job, I brewed beers and, you know, uh, at a brew pub and I named a lot of the beers after Goosebumps titles. Nice. So like we had uh cuckoo cuckoo clock of doom was our double IPA. You know, we had like, you know, this was, uh, this, this is could, couldn't be more right up my damn alley. So we're talking 2023. 
Yes, early 2023. Yeah. Sick. Okay, sweet. Sounds so funny. Now, and that's, it's going to be kind of in their hands, to be clear, because this is their movie. Like, I produced right, and directed yeah. it, but they're releasing it. So, gotcha. I, like, when I get them the final cut and, like, the first author DVD and Blu-ray to them in, like, January or February, yep. I'm not sure if they're going to be, like, instant release or if they're going to be like, yeah, we want to shop it around. We want to hit the fast. Gotcha. You know, that's going to be up to them. Mm. Yeah. It is a yeah, contract that, was- that I can sell physical copies at conventions I'm at, so... Yeah, oh, there cool. you go. That's <laughs> nice. Really fun. Well, that was and, still and that CityCon. Was, Get your copies of shingles. <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of my questions too. Was where it was going to end up? It sounds like we're not not sure yet. Do at this you have point. a preference yeah. now? Like, I don't know um, exactly every detail of your history. Is like, do you have a preference of like having that full ownership and actually being the person who's making the decisions to like when to put it out, or do you like working for someone else in a sense? I mean, it's I. I'm going to be completely honest. When I work for someone else, I get to make a movie and I don't got to fucking worry about any of that. I don't have to worry about where the money's come from. I don't have to worry about the release. I don't have to worry about hyper-selling it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm going to promote the hell out of shingles. I'm going to be on the podcast. I'm going to be, like, posting about it on Facebook. But it's not like my mortgage depends on it. I got paid. Yeah. And I think they're going to get paid, too. Like, especially because this is selling the books, too. Like, they already made some money at their last convention selling, like, shingles, the movie, the book. Yeah. Um, and like, so they have a bunch of stuff. I think they're going to do well, but it's just, it's less stress in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously in the same sense, like it's kind of nice when it's something that is completely mine and I'm fully in control. Sure. You know, I can tell, you know, Carousel 2 is very much a Steve Rosinski movie and an yeah. Aline Isley movie. Like, ain't no one was calling any shots yeah. on that weird fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so creatively i've gotten lucky also in that sense because you know i also got hired to make captain z you know some other stuff and with Mm -hmm. shingles like everyone that has hired me to make a movie for them so far has been like i'm hiring steve rosinski because i want a steve rosinski movie okay yeah like they they haven't put any like limiters on me like i sit them down it's just like is there stuff that needs to be in this final product like tell me what lines or jokes like are like this can't be changed mm-hmm. and like yeah. there'll be a couple things or something uh bevan the author of just say gnome was just like the gnome has to jizz on this picture it has to, we have to see jizz I'm like okay you got it <laughs> twist my arm but then other stuff is just like hey i'm gonna tone this joke down it's a little like two edge lord offensive humor for me yeah. Uh, yeah i'll keep this joke because i know that's what their audience wants yeah. we don't need to break a fucking window because that's going to add a thousand dollars for no reason we'll add this gag in uh, yeah. i'm not gonna like lie what i would yeah. really like sold and this is merch for you can have this one is the email where they're saying we just want to keep the gnome jizzing on the picture um, and frame just it, print out like, a screenshot of the email it. um you know what yeah or even if it's a text like that's what i would yeah. buy email or text <laughs> I, I, want it on my wall. To jizz. I want it on my wall i'll, I'll let them know I, I only have the rights to the shingles game merchandise so yeah. Yeah. got it <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we will absolutely uh, have to have you back on when uh, when that comes out. When we know when it's going to happen and where it's mm-hmm. going to be, we'll have to have you back on because I'm super excited to see yeah, I don't that. Wanna, I don't want to say anything ahead of time mm-hmm. and like cut any anything out from under their feet. You know, with sure. their baby, I'm just yeah. making it for them. I'm yep. the surrogate. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you're carrying. You're yeah. carrying. Yeah, no, that's 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 perfect. And when, you know, when we learn more, we'll 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 uh, we'll uh, we'll be eager to to find that out. Um, if you want to keep keep uh, on top of that, though, you can head to shinglesthemovie.com. That's their website. But obviously, 
I'll be keeping stuff up to date on my socials and my websites and stuff, too. So if you follow me, you'll still see stuff, but that's their URL. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. Before I forget, too, and I had one other important question for you, but before we do that, uh, you know, you mentioned your website at the top of the show. Uh, what, you know, is there a social or anything people can check out, uh, especially if they're interested in this project and when it's coming down the road, they want to keep on top of it? Um, you can feel free to look me up on Facebook. You know, it is my personal page, but I accept fans and stuff. If you say dumb shit, I'm going to cut you out. Uh, but everything I post is still public, so you can follow me without being friends. Yeah. Um, I am on Instagram, at Dark Mullet. I will say that is way more of a slice of life, Steve, as opposed to just purely marketing, Steve. So you're going to see me wearing spandex, uh, all my Christmas stuff, a bunch of pictures of my cat. Keep going. Me being a thirsty whore. And just like, because I know I got a, a part of my fan base, the ones that see me without the shirt on. So I got to give that so Same. they stay interested. I'm living that life, too. You sold Same. me. Um, I'm here for it. Thank you. Uh, and I am I am on a hive hive social. I just joined since Twitter's becoming nuked over time. Yeah. Um, and that is just at Steve Rzinski. OK, Sick. sweet. Nice. Yeah. Check check it out. And like I said, go on the damn tubies and check these movies out. And if you are a physical media collector like myself, go over to Steve's website. And uh, like I said, especially check out. Go back and listen to our carousel. Ups. Actually, correct that. Go watch the movie and then listen to our carousel episode because uh, it's a fucking blast. Um, I actually have a very serious question um, as well. Are those were those your rats too? Yes. Cool. I, yes. I'm like now I just a little bit sad that you didn't have one like on your shoulder like while we were recording. But still, regardless, <laughs> that's super awesome. Um, yeah, that's yeah it. we have four. They are named after the Ghostbusters. Oh, I thought they were all yeah. Marley. Oh, I saw that in the credit. In, no, in the credits because it was it was Egon and, and uh, Ray. Uh, gotcha. And Ray. Oh, yeah, Marley saw, and Marley. I... And then uh, so those two were a rescue. They were a rescue. Like they mm -hmm. just. Uh, my wife was on like this local rat group, and someone just so happened to post like, "Hey, can anyone take these two rats? My daughter doesn't take care of them, and I'm tired of cleaning their cage." Immediately within minute, a minute, she's just like, "Yeah, we're there." So we picked them up and they're super good boys. And then we were like, well, now we need to complete the team. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> a month later, a local breeder also was just like, hey, finally, we got some pups to adopt. We got two boys. And just like, yes, we need those two boys, please. So yeah. that's where Winston and Peter come from. <laughs> yeah. We um, I, I like how we just completely glossed over the my wife was on the local rat group. <laughs> like we just we just glossed over it. Like it's this just actually feels very like normal pretty normal thing. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I I'm, have been called guys. I have been called the rat king in the past. <laughs> uh, that for is other my, reasons. My, my pseudonym. Yeah, um, but it's not because I have pet rats. Got a got um, a because you're on Western PA rat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am a full-on human rat. Um, all right. So uh, before we wrap it up here, um, got to ask you, what is what are, and, and it doesn't have to be one specific answer, but if you had to say to somebody who maybe thought like, hey, guys, horror and Christmas, that doesn't go together, you know? And, you know, aside from aside from your flick, what's another one that you would say, you're full of shit. Go out there and watch this and you're going to have a blast with it. Uh, I mean, you're unfortunately you're asking a guy who's like 50 percent of his career is in an animate killer objects. Yeah. So I got to go with Jack Frost. Mm. Oh, that's a great one. Not that that's I can keep one. one. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, we know which one. <laughs> yeah, we know the Char- Mr. One, Mr. Charles Band. He yes. is. He's yes. Uh, we have we talked about how we haven't. You talked talk about, about that. it every other episode, Brian, but we have not done an episode <laughs> on it. <laughs> we got to change that, guys. We got to talk about that movie. Uh, that was one between that and Head of the Family. I probably rented them each forty times uh, from from the Eagle video back in the day. So, um, no, that's a great. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, all right. Uh, anything else, Meg, Steve? I got, I got, I got one thing I wanted to just call out because yeah. I don't know. I don't know that you, either you or Meg saw this, mm. but it was a, it was a end credit scene to Carousel Two. Did you guys see that? <gasps> no, I remember uh, uh, you bringing it up on the episode, and then me going fuck. And I'm usually the guy who sits there until the lights <laughs> yeah. come on, you know. But I, but I didn't for whatever reason. I just, I just wanted to call it out. Just I didn't know if we talked about it, but the, the so the character or the the actor who's playing Creighton Spook in mm. in this film, Scott Lewis, mm. he plays Lenny Lawrence, who is the father of the children who die at Carousel One, and he comes <laughs> he comes back from business. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Five-year-long wait for a punchline. It is, it, yeah. But it was so funny, and it's so good, and it's like it's worth it because you have to go through two fucking movies entirely <laughs> <laughs> to get and it. And again, if you were watching real time, that's a half a decade. Yeah. So, like, if you remember that line from the first movie, boy, do you get a delivery. But yeah, <laughs> he's back from business. Yes, yeah, I do remember this because business. Steve brought up in the episode. I was embarrassed that I had not stuck around with it because. I'm always the guy hanging around for post credit scenes. Uh, but then I did go back and rewatch it uh, yeah. uh, after that. I've, I've since watched the movie again since then. So, um, yeah, it, I just wanted He's to point it out because it it's one of my favorite jokes that I've seen in such a long time because it <laughs> takes so much work to get to it. <laughs> uh, I'm a crazy person like that. Yeah, I like it to works. take my time with jokes like that. And yeah. uh, I always have, you know, payoffs like nothing. There's no setup that's just left there. That's mm. that's one of the things the Andy guys liked in like the first carousel when they saw it and they wanted me for shingles. Just like, no, something it's like it's you think it's like some background joke, but no, that matters, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's not lost on me. Uh, you're you're talking to a guy who um, has 500 business cards that have just two hands shaking on it that says "Call for business" and then my phone number. <laughs> That's and fantastic. And then on the back, and I paid extra for the back as well. Yeah, of course. It says "Need business?" Question mark. Call for some. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I did appreciate that. Wait, um, what, what, did right. people call you for a specific business, though, or did they think that you were just a prostitute? No, I, I do get calls because I leave them places, and I do, because it's my real cell phone number. And oh, I God. do fairly regularly get calls and texts from strangers requesting x number of units of business or <laughs> what what would i what do i need for business? They're just I looking for your tips. large Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, his oh big, my, Frank. My big Frank, big Frank, my big Frank, your big Frank. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting. He's over here. He's over here. He's hanging out over there. Yeah, um, since, since you mentioned it, Steve, we uh, Lenny will be back, but we aren't exactly sure what Lenny's role will be in Carousel Three. Excellent, because his his children are dead, and now he has an adopted son that he just met. Right. <laughs> I'm, There's I, so I much mean, going on. <laughs> if I if the I layers. could, if in a perfect world I could, you know, rub the genie's lamp and come up with what it is, he's some sort of futuristic bounty hunter with like a one glowing eye. 
Oh, you're like, thinking of future Robbie, <laughs> not, not Lenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie is canonically the most powerful character in the Silver Spotlight universe when he becomes an adult. Nice. <laughs> it's like super. He's like Super Saiyan Gohan so, or so something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so you've planned it that far ahead. In that. Oh yeah. <laughs> since great. the since we were on set for the first movie, we had the story of one, two, and three mapped out. Not the scripts written. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to claim I'm a George Lucas. Like, yeah, I had all the, all the movies written. Like, no, I have them we all had, in my notepad. Here. <laughs> but we had the, the plot. The only change is Joe from Carousel 1 being back in 3 because of fan demand. Mm-hmm. And I no one would leave me the fuck alone about that. And, yeah. and I didn't want to play Joe. I don't want to mm-hmm. be in the movie. And yeah. now, after years and years and years of people saying, is Joe coming back? Is Joe coming back? Is Joe coming back? Fine. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's a crazy person. Nice. <laughs> he is the Ben Affleck yeah. Batman. Of course. Great. <laughs> At his peak madness. He's lost his fucking gourd. Yeah. Yes. Um well, that that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you once again, uh Steve, Steve 2.0, uh, for for joining us on there. This was an absolute I think it was blast. Premium, and Steve. I think that yeah, was that's premium, Steve. Steve. Premium. Steve. Steve premium. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta pay a little extra because it's extra. premium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh thank you for coming on. This was an absolute blast. And, Thank you for having uh, me. I'm glad you folks actually liked Amityville and the Carousel movies. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, we had, yeah. it was so we, fun. We, we love. I them, need so. fun things to get me into the holiday spirit. Unlike you both, and I'm speaking yeah. you, Brian, <laughs> out here. You Steve up here. I, you know, it takes a long time for me to really get in the spirit. And yeah, this 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 did it. This is like it's starting. It's a help. Good. Yeah. It's warm, warming up. It. I'm warming up. You're warming up with the spirit. When yeah, I was listen. making this, I genuinely wanted to make a Christmas movie too. Like I didn't want it to just be yeah. like a gag the whole time. Like I was just like, <laughs> no, like I want that feeling there still. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. something so like that. Like, you know, you bring in the reminders of the trips and stuff like that too. I do appreciate all that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And listen, Meg, go put on right after this, no. go put on Christmas Evil. Oh, okay, maybe. Uh, that, I think you were telling me to like, listen to Mariah Carey or something, and I was going to be like, no. nah, bro. Listen, listen to Crumb Dumps. Fuck you if you don't like Christmas. It's the best no, Christmas song. One of my song. favorite Christmas songs is Corey Taylor's Xmas, which, um, sidebar, comment from listening to your la- like the last episode that I wasn't on. The reason Corey Taylor yeah. gets brought up so much is because I have a huge crush on him, and he is one of the hottest yeah. like metal musicians, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, a, get um, it. He's, a, he's a good looking man. He he's is. a good looking yeah, man. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. But his Christmas song is one of my favorites. So I, maybe I'll go listen yeah. to that when I get in my car today. You know? We there get it. Go. Meg has a crush on Corey Taylor. Yeah. Brian has a crush on Jack Frost. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. hear about your crushes every episode, Steve. So let's fucking go. I understand. One day we'll get this out of your systems. <laughs> <laughs> Not this year, boys and girls. I just want Corey Taylor to hear this. I'll tell him his, his last movie. What was that called? Bad Candy. It was like okay. Bad Candy. I was like, like yeah, you're great in it. That's the best I, thing I you would, can say about that movie. I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, you're really great in it. Anywho, we're getting off topic. Yeah. Steve, thanks again. Shout for out being Corey on the show. Taylor, what's up? Shout out yeah. Corey Taylor. <laughs> We already forgot who our guest was. We're back on Corey Taylor. Um, but yeah, Terrible. so uh, once once again, uh, you know, go ahead and check us out on the uh, on the social medias. Check out Steve Radziski on his social medias. Check out his movies on the Tubi and on his website. And if you're into this, the uh, the physical copies, check them out as well because they're really cool. Um, all right, so uh, we will get back to you with what those um, movies are for our Secret Satan episode for next week is thanks again steve 
Uh, it was an absolute blast. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, anytime. We're excited to get you back on uh, in the future. And uh, for the Halloween is forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Basic Steve. I'm Premium Steve. <laughs> <laughs> See you around, boy boy. boy.